This is my friend's place in WGOT LP Gainesville 100.1 FM.
you gotta do Deep in the dark web The things we find in there Shouldn't be seen by anyone Do what you gotta do There's not a lot of me left You know it's hard on me This time is the last time Cause I'm soft like Dash me Spreading out like a waffle We're so out of control Winter's where we fall Falling deep in our thoughts Miss me when I'm gone That's usually how it goes Like I'm soft like Dash me As long as we've been in time Like the memory Slow it down in the centuries I don't think I can see the future Right at the middle we became enemies Centimeters from telling me that you always saw my love abuse ya And I'm about to lose ya I guess it never goes easy and there's a service when you need it So I disconnected myself And when I wanted your wisdom You just gave me a reason to put a hole in your chest Heartbreak, hotel, black magic spell Can't find myself again, oh well Number five, Chanel, channel my inner spirit Freedom calling, even calling, I can never stay If you're mistaken, I don't wanna save you Do what you gotta do, deep in the dark web Things we find in there shouldn't be seen by anyone Do what you gotta do, there's not a lot of me left You know it's hard on me This time is the last time
There you, there you have it. Green tea pink free, my people. Hope you're free this afternoon listening to my friend's place here on WGOTLP Gainesville 100.1 FM. Here is what you heard in the opening warm-up mix this week. Let things off uh, from Gaspard Oz. Man, I know I know I mispronounced his name again, but uh, you probably, not probably, you might know him better as one half of the French duo uh, Justice. So I know his first name Gaspard. Um, not really how, sure how to pronounce A-U-G-E in French, even though I took like five years of French. So a sad statement for myself, I suppose. But then after that, um, you had Petty, or, woo, cannot speak today. You had Peggy Gal, who's been kind of a breakout um, DJ, producer, um, entrepreneur coming out of Korea. So really cool to see women kind of get into the house game and especially people uh, from a different culture. But anyway, her song title is Nabby featuring I Oyuk. Again, I'm sure I'm messing that one up. Um, after that, you had one I played last week, Japanese Breakfast. Savage Good Boy, which uh, puts it in uh, the championship mode for returning champion, um, the song that you heard the most consecutive weeks here on My Friend's Place that we do at the very end of the program. So, um, spoiler alert, it's at the beginning of the program, so it's not returning champion, but it could be next week. Um, after that, you had uh, Takai Maidza with Cashmere. Not really sure how to uh, pronounce her name either, So, which seems to be a continuing theme uh, today, but... um. What I really am not sure how to do is classify her music because she did an incredible um, cover, I guess I'd call it a cover, or slash remix of uh, the Pixies' Where's My Mind, and really seems to be musically kind of all over the place, which makes me like her even more. Other than another one you heard last week, Gola Boy, Don't Forget Your Neighborhood, which features the avalanches, and that gets you officially called up to everything you heard this week here on My Friend's Place. So, um... Let's do a little bit of news. First, some personal news. Oh, man. Should I even share this? I guess I will. I'm on the radio. I have what I believe is chiggers. So, yeah. I don't know if anyone in the listening audience or my podcast people have ever had it, but it is uh, quite frustrating as um, randomly I will have the uncontrollable um, need to scratch my body. And I have a lot of open sores and cuts all over me from scratching. So um, I would not want to have to sit anywhere next to me on a train or a subway. And I kind of look like, um, what do I look like? I kind of look like a a blind, um, intravenous drug user junkie with all like the open sores and cuts all over my body. So, wow, I um, first contracted it. I don't know if that's the right word, but first noticed it about Friday last week and here we are almost a week later and it is driving me crazy so um I guess the closest possible thing that I can compare it to would be chicken pox and um but I had chicken pox when I'm little so I definitely don't have chicken pox now but oh my god talk about a bad week so anyway there's my health update I know everybody's really concerned about me but let's do a little bit of actual news so two really quick stories this week First, uh, this is from SI.com. Headline, Iron Cowboy completes 100 Ironman triathlons in 100 days, which I thought was incredibly impressive. So um, you have James Iron Cowboy Lawrence was able to do 100 Ironman triathlons in 100 days. Now I was thinking, well, are there really 100 different triathlons in 100 different days? No, they're not. 
So what did he do? Well, he created his own course uh, out in Utah. So he uh, called it the Conquer 100 Challenge and his daily course, which he did 100 days in a row, two and four tenths mile swim, 112 and 21 hundredths miles of a bike ride and a 26 and two tenths miles run uh, near his home in Linden, Utah. So pretty amazing. As I look at those numbers, I, I'm in good enough shape. I'm not in great shape. I could do a two and a half mile swim. I could do a hundred mile bike ride and I could do a 26 mile walk, <laughs> not run, walk and uh, a little bit of jogging, but I could not do them all in one day at all. And I certainly couldn't do them a hundred days. So shout out to Iron Cowboy James out in Utah. Uh, the other news story I wanted to talk about today is uh, one that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's pretty much um, is the summation of this story. But um, this is from Gizmodo.com. I don't know if you saw this or not. Um, but Netflix's Sweet Tooth advertorial in um, USA Today was beyond irresponsible. So here's what happened. Netflix has this uh, kind of cool-looking TV series called Sweet Tooth, which is based on a pretty popular comic. Basically, it's a post-apocalyptic tale where children start getting born that are hybrids of humans and animals. Okay. Uh, I may wind up checking it out. It might give you a review in a couple of weeks. Uh, critics seem to really like it. But here's where the problem is. Uh, they decided to do... I don't know if it's a, no, it's not a viral marketing campaign. They were doing just a regular marketing campaign. And what they did is on the very front page of the US today, USA Today, that paper that you, know, you read every time you stay in a hotel, maybe. Um, actually, like USA Today, I shouldn't... Um, I'm not going to poop too much on their thing, especially their sports section. I always liked reading that when I was in college. But regardless, they are still viewed by some, if not many, as an actual legitimate news source, uh, print source. So they came out with a headline, this paper, this is on their front page, by the way, hybrid babies born across the U.S. And there's a subheadline: world reacts to the new generation of half human, half animal children with both awe and concern. Now, look, I knew about the show. So as soon as I saw this, I'm like, oh, this is like a marketing advertising campaign. But this is on the front page of the USA Today, friends. In an era where you have QAnon and all these conspiracy theories, it was amazingly bad time or bad timing from the people that decided to, A, this would be a good, well, actually, no, here you go. The people that decided, decided this would be a good marketing approach, kudos to them because they're getting a lot of recognition. And that's what they want from advertising and marketing. But USA Today... Oh my gosh, in a time where no one trusts like the news sources, um, print media is dying, the people that decided to basically take the money uh, to print this hybrid babies born across the U.S., ah, really, really sad. A really, really bad outlook for that, that newspaper. So, yeah, uh, if you want to check that out, that's pretty easy to find. If you just type in USA Today, hybrid babies, <laughs> and a search you, you'll find the um, image that I'm look, are looking at right now, which is basically looks like maybe a you know, one-year-old, and he's got um, kind of horns coming out of his head and deer ears, and it looks really legitimate, except for you know, right above it. If a hybrid baby's born across the U.S. is in, I don't know, 48-point font, there's a little teeny font above it that says advertisement, like in 
12 point. So, man, USA Today, thanks for nothing, my friends. Casting more doubt onto um, the ad or the accuracy and the credibility of newspapers and news sources across the world, and especially the United States, in a time where they are constantly under attack from QAnon. So, wow. Um, if I was doing Big Dummy of the Week, I would definitely give whichever person in USA Today made the ultimate decision on that Big Dummy of the Week. So, anyway, let's get into some more new music. And um, this next one, I kind of uh, paired it with that USA Today story. It's called Across That Fine Line, which clearly, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinions, USA Today crossed that with uh, putting an advertisement uh, designed to look like a new story on the front page in this era that we live in. So they definitely they cross that fine line. But anyway, it's from Nation of Language, across that fine line. You're listening to my friend's place on WGOT LP Gainesville. <laughs>
yourself, don't bring me down, it's right here homegrown, just a natural high with the system, the world be twisting and turning the fiction, I disassociated and saw my fate in a premonition, I saw my silver shining, giving my light to the truth, probably the psilocybin making my eyelids droop, who knows for sure, these visions galore just take me back to a dream that I thought I had seen before.
distinction between death and extinction They stopped off at a place called Hamburger Heaven to grab a bite to eat But Helen had no appetite, she just drank a 7-Up While the sheriff tapped his coffee cup to a distant beat Kinda like...
top of the Statue of Freedom from gravity And you're at liberty to jump from the top of the absence of responsibility And float into the song from great um, pioneers of alternative and pop and UA, whatever you're going to call them. They might be giants. I broke my own rule. Hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did here on My Friend's Place on the BGOTLP Gainesville. Here's what you just heard in that last half hour of music. And right off the break, you heard one from Nation of Language called Across That Fine Line. Then there was one from Doug Tuttle called Lead Mask. Then you heard Drugstore. Romeo's Secret Plan. After that, you had Nicholas Godin with Another Side featuring We Are King. Then it was spun out, Silvershine. After that, you had the Felice Brothers with Jazz on the Audubon, kind of giving you a soundtrack of what the future might look like after the Armageddon. That's surely coming, the post-apocalyptic uh, sound. So anyway, thank you so much for tuning in to my friend's place on WGOTLP Gainesville. I am Cramela. If you want to hear more of this episode or past episodes, you can find me pretty easily online. If you can do one thing, well, I guess actually it takes a couple of things, but this one thing, you should be pretty good. If you can spell Cramela, which is a made-up name, yes, C-R-A-M-E-L-A. If you can do that and you want to hear this show or um, past episodes of Cramela Mix Show, which is more house, techno, dance-oriented, then really still easy to find. I'm the only Cramela in the world, amazingly so. So um, for better or for worse, I am Cramela, and I hope you uh, enjoy how easy it is to search for me by going online and typing in those seven letters. Because there aren't too many people in the world you can type seven letters in anymore and find them. Because pretty much every domain name has been taken up. So there you go. A little bit of uh, information. So let's do a little bit of movie news. TV news. Well, 
Uh, past couple of weeks, I've been focusing more on the television side of things because there's a lot of things that I'm watching right now that I really like. Uh, let me give a shout out right now to a, a series that I was kind of down on a couple of weeks ago that's made a really strong comeback, at least in my opinion. That would be Handmaid's Tale. So I had reached the point where I was completely tired and bored of watching June get physically abused and tortured. Not an S&M type of guy. So uh, spoiler alert, I'm going to give you about 10 seconds. You can put your uh, hands over your ears like earmuffs, or you can press your uh, podcasting app and fast forward. Probably should fast forward one minute. All right, here we go. So now she's in Canada. She's escaped the United States, and the television show has become infinitely better now that it's not her being beaten up every week. So I've got one more episode this uh, season. I'm really interested to see where the show goes, but the episodes since she made it to Canada have been really interesting, and I don't know if a lot of fun is the right way to answer it, but... uh, Okay, they're fun to watch, I suppose. So anyway, uh, the two movies I want to talk about this week, though, are one of them, well, actually, both of them are on uh, video on demand. So let me tell you now, uh, spoiler alert again, the two movies I'm going to recommend that are on video on demand, I should pay for, I would not pay for them. So maybe when they come on like uh, a streaming service, like Hulu or Amazon or whatever, I might watch them then, but I sure would not pay $20 to watch them. So first up in that series is Wrath of Man, which is a Guy Ritchie movie. So I think people tend to file in two camps. They actually know three camps. They like Guy Ritchie. They don't like Guy Ritchie. They love Guy Ritchie. So there you go. There's your three uh, stages of Guy Ritchie-ness. Um, I kind of be, I'm in the, the stage, I guess, I like Guy Ritchie. And he recently had a movie called The Gentleman, which was a comeback of sorts for him with uh, Matthew McConaughey and a bunch of other Colin uh, Farrell. And it was actually pretty well done. So Wrath of Man, if you're looking for a movie like The Gentleman, then you went to the wrong movie because this movie's kind of uh, mean and boring and doesn't have any of the like the funny banter or the humor or the cool characters that you would find in a normal Guy Ritchie movie. It's basically the story of Jason Stratham, who I actually like um, for that type of role. But um, someone in his family has died, and he spends the rest of the movie trying to get revenge. That's it. It's a revenge movie. So I'm pretty sure at some point Guy Ritchie saw Heat, which is an amazing movie, by the way. Gosh, if you haven't seen Heat, then... Please watch that before you'd watch Wrath of Man. But I'm pretty sure most people that are listening to my show have seen Heat from Michael Mann um, with Robert De Niro and Val Kilmer and um, an amazing cast, amazing movie. Anyway, I think Guy Ritchie was basically trying to uh, um, copy. Maybe not copy is the right word, but uh, uh, it's heavily influenced. Let's put it that way, a, a uh, kind of a big shootout scene. So... Um, Wrath of Man, thumbs down, unless you really are looking for a super macho shootout type of movie. Uh, the other movie that I saw uh, that I want to talk about is Saw. Yeah, that movie Saw. Uh, they made a new one. So it's called Saw Spiral from the Book of Saw. And 
normally it would be something I would skip over. But yeah, Chris Rock. I'm a huge Chris Rock fan. It also had Samuel Jackson. I'm a huge Samuel Jackson fan. So how do you review a movie like this? I would say one thing. Do you like Saul? If you do, put a check in that box. Do you like Chris Rock? All right. There's your next check. Uh, do you like Samuel L. Jackson? Put your next check because basically it is exactly what you would expect from a Chris Rock, Samuel L. Jackson, Saul movie. I mean, to the nose. And in fact, kind of tying it back to the beginning, um, I can't give this away, but let's say one of the characters is also a character from um, Handmaid's Tale, a major character. So... How do you talk about a Saul movie? Well, it's got traps and uh, swerves and twists and everything else. And uh, I really like the Chris Rock part of the movie. And I would much probably would have rather seen him like in a serial killer movie, like a normal serial killer movie. And I thought it was really interesting that uh, Samuel L. Jackson was playing his dad. I had no idea that their years, like their age was that far apart. But it is. It's like um, 25 years so it's conceivable that Samuel L. Jackson could be Chris Rock's uh, father. But anyway, do you like Saul? If not, skip it. Do you like Chris Rock? Well, maybe watch it. Do you like Samuel L. Jackson? Uh, he's not in the movie enough to recommend it. But um, eventually it'll come on streaming and you can watch it um, for free. But do not pay money for it unless you really love Saul and you really love Chris Rock. Anyway, people, let's dance. Here's public service broadcasting. Salziger Schweiß, Bewegungen der Seelen, hier spielen sie kraftvolle Musik. Warum nicht tanzen kommen, es ist ganz natürlich.
thinking about leaving Trying to wipe the heart from your sleeve I can understand that you're grieving I can even understand how Write yourself a map to your healing Linger over why to leave now
from Molly Birch, Heart of Gold, here on My Friend's Place. Here is what you just heard in the last 25 hours. 25 hours. Oh, let's try that again. 25 minutes of completely commercial-free music. Brand new music for the most part, too. So leading things off, you had public service broadcasting with People Let's Dance featuring Era. I'm going to make kind of a prediction that you might also hear that one on Fred Souter's strip this week. Could be right. Could be wrong. Regardless, um, great new song from them. Uh, then one you heard last week, BC Camp Light, I'm All Right in the World. Then a new one from Lump, Climb Every Wall. After that, you had Central Heat Exchange with Tulips. And then, like I just said, you had Molly Birch with Heart of Gold. And, ooh, sorry about that. That gets you officially called up to all the music you've heard today here on My Friend's Place. So, let's do a little bit of this day in music history news. It's been a while. Since I've done this, I've kind of been in and out the past couple of weeks. So, um, this day in music, we're talking about June 10th, when the show actually premieres. Not the podcast, uh, not the replay on Friday afternoon at 2 o'clock, not the replay on Sunday at noon, the actual live show 
which is Thursday at 4 p.m. But here is what happened on June 10th, or some of the things that happened. Pretty eventful day when you look all around. So um, first thing I want to tell you about is that uh, in 2011, on June 10th, Jack White and British model uh, Karen Elson threw a divorce party to celebrate their amicable breakup. White was previously married to... You probably know the answer to this. I'll give you a second. Two seconds. Three seconds. Yeah, he was married to his white stripes bandmate, Meg White, who uh, they were also saying was his sister, but no, they were actually a husband and wife. So uh, you probably knew that. If you don't, well, now you do. 1991 on June 10th. And it's... Oh, Sorry. When I start laughing before I read the story, you know it's probably a good one. And I probably shouldn't, because I actually really respect this guy. Um, But anyway, try not to laugh again. There we go. 1991, in his first public appearance as being released from prison. So we're talking about a famous musician. So I give you one, two, three. This is great radio, by the way. Four. So in 1991, who just got out of jail? James Brown, of course. So on this day, June 10th, uh, he gets released from prison. And James Brown stars in the pay-per-view concert special, James Brown Living in America. Of course he did. For, uh, this is a bargain right here, 1995. So viewers can see Brown perform at the Wiltern Theater in Los Angeles along with MC Hammer. Belle Biv DeVoe, the great CNC Music Factory, Cool Modi, how about that, and In Vogue. So there you go, 1991. One more. This is another great one. Probably the best story. Maybe I should have led with this one or closed with it. But anyway, 1990, members of the rap group True Live Crew, uh, Fred Souter's favorite uh, Miami uh, rap group, they're arrested on charges of public obscenity after performing songs from their album As Nasty As They Want to Be in a Hollywood, not that Hollywood, the Hollywood in Florida, Hollywood, Florida nightclub. A few days earlier, a federal court ruled that the obscene uh, album obscene and therefore performing it is against the law. And then it got even better when a cover band decided they were going to come on stage and they performed the same exact songs that uh, 2 Live crew did uh, for the purpose of getting arrested, and they did. So what happens in the end? Eventually, everything's overturned. The charges against uh, everyone are dropped, and the only people that make money are probably the lawyers on that one. So uh, there you go, 1990. 2 Live crew arrested. Public obscenity. Then, last but not least, so tie into the next song, 2007. The last scene of the HBO series, The Soprano, you probably know the story. If you've ever watched Sopranos, Fades to Black, and what happens? That's right. Journey plays, Don't Stop Believing, uh, while Tony Soprano sits inside in the diner, and then it cuts uh, black to the line, Don't Stop, and there you go. The ending of maybe the greatest TV series of all time. In a really weird way, which some people really loved and some people really hated. So, 
normal circumstances, I would probably play uh, Journey, Don't Stop Believing. But after it, it premiered, not premiered, after it was played on The Sopranos, it became like super popular again, like number one on Apple and iTunes and all those things, and was played over and over and over again on different um, websites and uh, movies and television shows. So I am definitely not going to play that. Instead, I'm going to give you the theme song from The Sopranos. And I know some people probably listening right now have never heard the entire song uh, from the Sopranos theme song. So here's your chance. It is awesome. It's from Alabama 2 called Woke Up This Morning. And originally when I first heard it, I always thought it was like Leonard Cohen and someone's remixing him. It's not. It's actually a band and their name is Alabama 2. So here you go. Theme song, the full theme song actually from The Sopranos Woke Up This Morning.
There's your returning champion this week, a certain ratio. So you may or may not recognize that uh, uh, band from lots and lots of years past, but um, they were part of the early days of Joy Division and Factory and re- <laughs> released music around then and disappeared for a while. And now they are back, uh, like with a vengeance, because honestly... Uh, that new that track that they just released here, the one you just heard, which is a certain ratio Emperor Machine, sounds very, very modern. Like a lot of bands that I really like could have produced that one, um, such as Metronomy or, you know, I, I could go re- really deep into this one. But uh, really impressed what they've been able to do with basically being off for 40 years. So it's a certain ratio. You've already heard like three of the uh, new songs off their album. So. Uh, big ups to them. They do. So, they did something that rarely uh, artists from the '80s can uh, accomplish, which is remain relevant. And perhaps part of the reason why they remain relevant is that they disappeared for, you know, 20 years or so. So uh, you got to kind of factor that into the equation. But regardless, let's do a real quick rundown of everything you heard this week on uh, my friend's place before I head out of here. If you're listening Thursday, uh, Brett Sauter is going to take over a strip. If you're listening on Friday, you got Red Pony Music Hour with H.R. Gertner. If you're listening to the replay on Sunday, then it's departure with Marcus. So um, let's take a quick look at what you heard before I head out of here. Leading things off um, from the Sopranos theme song, on this day, uh, on June 10th, Many, many years ago, the show ended. They ended with that controversial Journey uh, ending. So decided instead of playing Journey, which we've heard enough of, uh, Don't Stop Believing, did the theme song from that show, the full theme song. So if you never heard it, I hope you got a chance to check it out. If you have heard it, it's a great theme song. It's Alabama 2, Sopranos theme song. After that, you had Ampersounds with uh, Techno Opera featuring Rufus Wainwright, someone that I played quite often on the show. Then it was Churches teaming up with a great legendary alternative person. If you're listening carefully, you heard that it was, spoiler alert, Robert Smith. That song title is Not to Drown. Then you heard Vile with uh, Roadkill. And then it was Cold Cape, when you heard last week with um, Palm Psalm 23. Then it was uh, Liam Kazar with Frank Bacon. And, of course, as I mentioned earlier, a certain ratio is your returning champion this week. So I'm going to head out of here, turn things over to the next DJ. Um, as always, you can find Cramwell Mix Show online or My Friend's Place online by spelling Cramwell, which is C-R-A-M-E-L-A. While you're online, please consider becoming a subscriber to uh, the Patreon backslash, uh, no, patreon.com backslash. Uh, we got a brand new one from Brian, a contributor on our um 
Facebook page. So shout out to Brian and shout out to everyone that listens and supports the show. I'm out of here. I'll be back next week. Same time, same channel.